Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Today I've got a word for you. Uh, and uh, if you have your Bible, uh, why not turn with me? Uh, we're going to read uh, from Mark chapter 5. And we're going to start reading from uh, verse 21 uh, all the way to verse 43. I think Toby's going to be kindly flash those up in the screen. But if you're there, uh, can I hear a good Amen. Amen. Cool. Let's read. Uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 21. And when, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, verse 21. Yep. And when Jesus has crossed again in a boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. And he, being Jesus, went with him, being Jairus. Uh, and a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman that, who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And then he entered, he said to them, why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him, but he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talita Chumi, which means little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk. For she was 12 years of age, and they were immediately overcome with amazement. I'm going to stop there. Amen. You know, we just read uh, a, pas- a, a story or a passage that, you know, probably a lot of us are familiar with. Uh, the story of, you know, this uh, woman uh, who was uh, healed of a uh, um, uh, problem with the blood uh, and um, the, the daughter of, a, of, of Jairus being uh, raised from the dead. You know, as I'm reading this, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to see, you know, Jesus... Uh, and note all the amazing miracles, so even raising a girl from the dead, even you're doing something that you know uh, no doctors could ever have done, uh, healing uh, the lady, uh, the woman uh, from the uh, issue of the blood. Uh, it's so amazing to read all this story, and you know it's so amazing to uh, read the faith even of you know the woman and Jairus. Uh, but you know, um, just about I think this time last year maybe uh, something happened. Uh, cut a long story short. Um, I actually texted Pastor Cat, 
uh, and I said to Pastor Cat, uh, I don't know whether Pastor Cat, I know you're watching, but I don't know whether you remember this. Uh, <laughs> I said to Pastor Cat, you know, I'm very angry. Uh, uh, and, and I'm very angry because um, basically what happened was um, I was trying to go for a promotion at work. Uh, and uh, I felt that, you know, I've done everything I could. Uh, I, I worked my hardest, 150%, 200%. I gave my all. Uh, and um, yeah, I was just going for a promotion. Uh, and the way it works in my company is that, you know, you, you apply to, be, to, to get promoted. It's not, uh, yeah, you apply, so you need to go through like application process, fill in a application form and things like that. So the idea is that you need to feel that you're ready. Uh, before, you know, they, they, they start thinking about whether you're considering you, right? Uh, so, uh, I, I told my manager, I said, you know, uh, I want to go for it. Uh, and somehow, you know, uh, cut long story short, basically, the, the, the word I got, I was told that, you know, no, uh, you're not even going to be considered, uh, you're not ready yet. Uh, and I was so angry because I thought, you know, I've done everything I can. Uh, I've done my best at work. Uh, and the worst part was, you know, uh, they announced all the promotions after that. And I was like, oh, angry. I see my, my colleagues, people I know. Uh, uh, some people who, you know, uh, joined a firm together with me, uh, now being a great hire than me. Uh, I got really angry and disappointed. And, you know, yeah, I remember texting Pastor Cat there and saying, you know, I'm very angry. Uh, and um, reading this story, uh, actually, you realize that both the women and Jairus uh, had to go through some sort of disappointment. Uh, and how many of us know that disappointment is so real in life? Amen? Uh, just like how I shared, you know, I was disappointed at work. Uh, and it grew, it grew from disappointment to anger, uh, into, uh, if you like, almost jealousy uh, and, and, and envy. Uh, but disappointment, you know, the women, uh, it says here that you know, she's been suffering from the issue of blood for 12 years, right? Uh, and not only that, she's seen lots and lots of physicians and it says here that she suffered from them and didn't not only not get better she got worse uh, and she suffered from it and so being disappointed time and time again for 12 years I, I, I was disappointed for like a year uh, <laughs> and she was 12 years uh, nothing compared to her uh, and then Jairus here oh I can imagine Jairus he saw Jesus I can imagine, well, his daughter is sick, right? On, on verge of death, we know, because his daughter died, right, and on, on the way. Uh, on the verge of death, I'm sure, being the ruler of the synagogue, being someone who has uh, authority, who has, you know, power, money, uh, some, he probably would have looked for physicians as well. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of them probably couldn't help. Maybe all of them couldn't help. Uh, and so he, had, he went to Jesus. And I can only imagine, right, I'm just picturing this picture of, you know, uh, this is, yeah, this, this scene, you know, there's a lot of people. Jairus goes to Jesus and says, you know, Jesus, uh, he say, it says here that you know, he pleads earnestly. It means he was, you know, begging Jesus, saying, you know, please come, please come. And you know, Jesus said what? Jesus said, yeah, sure, I'll come, right? Uh, and Jesus, they were going on the way, uh, and I can imagine just Jairus saying, come, Jesus, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then Jesus suddenly stopped, and Jesus turned around. And then if I was Jairus, I'd be like, Jesus, what's this? Come, come! <laughs> Why? Why you stop? Uh, uh, I can only imagine Jairus doing that. Uh, but then Jesus was like, who touched me? 
uh, and then even the disciples were there like, yeah, nobody touched you lah. Like everyone, every, there's so many people, everyone touched you, right? And then Jairus would be like, yeah, yeah, that's right, come, come. Uh, uh, and, then, and then imagine just the woman coming up and then, you know, I can just imagine, you know, it says that a woman came out with fear and trembling. It means probably it took her some time to come up. Uh, and, uh, and then Jesus said, you know, uh, uh, your faith has healed you. And then right as he does that, Jairus' servants come and say, uh, boss, so she's gone. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, don't trouble the teacher anymore. Uh, and I can only imagine Jesus, uh, I can only imagine Jairus going, oh, disappointed again. Disappointed again. Um, but the beautiful thing is that we know that the story doesn't end there. And we know that Jesus said this. He said, don't be afraid, just believe. And I sense that maybe that's a word for some people. And that was the word that I needed to hear uh, when I, um, when I uh, was going through that period of you know, disappointment, of you know, being angry. Uh, yeah, the word that I had to hear was this, don't be afraid, just believe. And uh, then the question came, how? God, how? It's easy to say, you know. I know we, got, uh, we, we, we sing this song sometimes called Just Believe. Uh, and and uh, don't be afraid, just believe. But how? Yeah. It's not that simple. Uh, it's easy to say. Uh, it's easy to go to God and say, you know, God, it's easy to say, just believe. But how? I've lost all hope. Um, I've reached a dead end, right? For Jairus, that is definitely a dead end. The girl is dead. Uh, literally dead. Uh, so dead end. Uh, but... Jesus said, just believe. And you know, I love how I can only imagine after all of that happened, Jesus says, just believe. And then Jesus say, and then Jairus will be going like, so what next? And then Jesus says, I think this is a powerful thing that, you know, uh, I had to learn is this, just walk. He, Jairus had to walk with Jesus uh, back home. He had to walk with Jesus uh, for him to be able to see his miracle. I mean, he could listen to uh, his servants who said, you know, don't bother the teacher anymore. Uh, your daughter's dead, you know, just go home, let's just finish the, 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 the whole ceremonial thing and, you know, uh, bury your daughter and move on. Uh, but I can imagine Jesus say, you know, come, let's just walk. Uh, and for many of us, I think, uh, if you're going through some sort of disappointment, or maybe in the future, if you do go through some sort of disappointment, because we know it comes in life. Uh, one thing I wanted to share with you guys is this. Keep walking with Jesus. Keep walking with Jesus. You know, you know I shared earlier on, you know, Jairus went to Jesus. The women went to Jesus. You try everything that you can, and you go to Jesus. For some of us, okay, maybe that's where we need to start. Walk to Jesus. Um, you know, I love the story of Peter uh, walking water. Uh, we're not going to go there. Uh, but the story goes, um, Jesus um, sent the disciples uh, on, uh, and said, you know, um, go to the opposite side of the Sea of Galilee. Uh, and I will, I will catch up. I will catch up, right? And then the disciples were in a boat. They got caught in a storm. Uh, and then they thought they were going to die, right? Uh, the storm was so strong, so powerful. Uh, they were feared they were going to drown. And then Jesus started walking towards them to catch up with them on water. And because of the storm and everything, they thought it was a ghost. Everyone said it was a ghost. And Jesus said, don't, don't be afraid. It is I, right? And then Peter said, Peter said, Lord, if it's you, ask me to come to you. Uh, and Jesus says, come. 
And I love that picture. You know, we always, I love that picture of Peter actually saying to Jesus, Lord, if it's you, ask me to come to you. And I imagine the picture of, you know, them trying to cross one side to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And basically, if you follow me, imagine this is where Jesus came, where they started. This is where they uh, are going to. And this is the sea, right? They were going this direction, this direction, okay? And the destination is here. This is where they want to get to. Uh, but Jesus was catching up, right? We know Jesus was here. He was catching up. He was going this way. So they were in front. Jesus was behind. And I love how, you know, the story goes that Peter doesn't just focus on, you know, let's get to the other side. He turns around, moving away from his destination uh, and going to Jesus and saying, you know, Jesus, if it's you, call me to walk on water. And Jesus says, come. And he left the boat. Uh, and I love that picture of, you know, running to Jesus, going to Jesus. And you know, Jesus says, come. Uh, I can imagine Jesus to say to the, 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 the Jairus, say, come, let's go, come. Uh, and you know, for some of us, maybe, you know, if you are uh, at a place where, you know, you feel that, you know, you're lost, you're at a place where you feel that you're disappointed, you feel that, you know, you've tried everything, uh, but nothing works. Maybe what you need to do is listens to, listen to God's voice, Jesus' Jesus's gentle voice saying, come and run to him. Uh, you know, he wants to hear uh, your frustrations. You know, when I, you know, I said I texted Pastor Cat, uh, my anger and my frustrations, uh, and then I went to God. Uh, and God wants to hear your frustrations. God wants to hear your, um, your honesty. Uh, God wants to hear and to be involved uh, in the ups and the downs uh, in your lives. And he cares about your ups and your downs. Uh, and so I want to encourage you, you know, why not, you know, if you haven't, why not run to Jesus first? Why not go to God and say, God, I'm lost. God, I'm stuck. God, I'm angry. But Lord, I'm coming to you. Uh, and then Jesus says, come, walk with me. You know, walking with someone, uh, it's a beautiful picture. Um, and walking with Jesus means a few things. You know, one of the things that, you know, it meant was focusing on Jesus. You know, when you're walking with someone, you know, I have this very bad habit of, uh, <laughs> uh, when I, I have this very bad habit because I'm, I'm quite a quiet person. I, I always say I'm an introvert. Some, Toby's laughing because I guess Toby knows. Uh, <laughs> I'm quite an introverted person. Uh, and I like to, you know, when I walk with people, I like to just keep quiet. I'm okay to just be quiet. Like, like yeah, just keep quiet and then, just comfortable being in the company of each other. But I know a lot of people always feel that, you know, I am, I'm, I don't care. <laughs> uh, or feel that, you know, I'm antisocial. Uh, but, you know, the thing about working with someone, right, is that your attention is with them. Uh, and even though I'm not talking to that person, even though I'm not, my attention is still on that person, right? I don't just walk away. Uh, I'm walking with that person. My focus is on them. And whatever they say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy listening. So, uh, yeah, whatever they say, you know, or not, maybe respond. Uh, but whatever they say, I'll listen to. And you know, walking with Jesus means this, you know, focusing on Jesus and listening to what he has to say. Yeah. You know, the, the servants all came and say, uh, the servants all came and say, you know, your daughter's dead, don't trouble the teacher anymore. Uh, yet Jesus says, when Jesus says, don't be afraid, just believe. Jairus chose 
to listen to Jesus. Similar to the story of, you know, we spoke about uh, Peter, the story of Peter walking on water. Uh, everyone in the boat was saying, it's a ghost. <laughs> everyone. Uh, but Peter tuned into Jesus' voice. Specifically, it is I. Don't be afraid. And, you know, uh, Jesus' his voice is calm, gentle. You know, even as the women we read earlier on came to Jesus in fear and trembling. Jesus' voice was just, you know, uh, he was gentle and he said, you know, uh, women, your faith has made you clean. Your faith, your faith has healed you. And it's such a beautiful picture that, you know, Jesus wants to walk with us. Uh, and Jesus is saying, you know, why not walk with me? Uh, why not keep walking with me? Even when you reach a dead end, uh, why not keep walking with me? You know, <laughs> I got my vaccination two weeks ago, uh, my first dose on Friday, not last Friday, but the fr fr Friday prior. And, you know, in Bristol, it's kind of weird because I've got a GP and my GP is in the, in the, um, in the city centre because I live in the city centre. But my GP doesn't offer vaccination. So to get to go, the, and the closest vaccination centre is actually a stadium, which is like one hour walk from my house. And just to give you a bit of context, right, uh, we don't have any tubes, not like, not like, not like London, okay? Uh, so when we say one hour walk, is one hour walk, or like a, or like a 40 minutes bus ride, okay? Uh, and so I thought to myself, you know, why not I just walk, right? Why not I just walk? Uh, it was sunny, it was nice. Why not I just walk and, you know, this area of town I've never been to that often, uh, probably never once. So I thought, you know, let's go there, right? And so I turned on my GPS. GPS say, okay, one hour. I say, okay, fine, uh, I'll walk. And I was just following my GPS, you know. I was just following my GPS, just looking down at my phone and walking, right? Not realizing, if you do not know, Bristol has a river, they call it the Avon River, that goes across, like, sort of Bristol, right? And I was walking and walking and walking. I reached this place where, you know, it's all res residential. And then there's buildings on the left and right. So, yeah, GBS says turn left. So I turn left, okay, buildings here and le apartments left and right. And then all I can see in front was the river. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. And I looked down at my GPS, and it just went through the river. <laughs> and I thought to myself, okay, maybe there's a bridge somewhere. <laughs> I've never been here before. Maybe there's a bridge, right? So I walked over, and it was just a harbour. Uh, and I stood there, and I was like, what is GPS doing? <laughs> what is Google doing? Uh, and I looked down, and I was like, I click walk, uh, is, is it asking me to swim? Uh, <laughs> I looked down at the water, it's not clean, and I don't want to be swimming too <laughs> for my vaccination, right? So I turned around and I got an Uber. Uh, but, the point <laughs> but the point is this, the point is this, right? The point is this, um, you know, when you are walking with Jesus, it's like me, you know, the story of me walking with my GPS. I am allowing the GPS to lead me. Walking with Jesus also means this, you know, you're allowing Jesus to lead you. Uh, you know, the, 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 when I go back to imagining the scene again of what happened, um, you know, I said how, you know, Jesus is rushing, uh, Jair Jairus is rushing uh, Jesus, right, saying, Jesus, come, 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 right? Uh, and I can imagine once he heard the story of your daughter is dead, right? And like all of us would have responded, would be like, what do I do next? Right? And then Jesus says, come. 
Now it's Jesus' turn to lead. Now Jesus says, come, let's go. Come. And it's only when Jesus started leading, that's when the testimony started. Uh, and that's where the breakthrough started. And for some of us, maybe that's what we need to do. It's time to let Jesus lead. And unlike Google, Jesus will not fail you. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Unlike Google, Jesus will, 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 will never fail you, even if it may seem like it's a dead end, like the daughter's dead. Yet, there's always, there's always um, a way. You know, maybe for some of us here, maybe, um, you know, earlier on we prayed about um, people who are thinking about your direction, your next steps. You know, um, I shared this story with X Bristol a couple of times before, um, but you know, I thought I'd share this with you guys. Uh, this dates back, you can roughly figure out my age, uh, dates back, I guess, five and a half years ago uh, when I was graduate. Well, yeah, five and a five years, six years, five and a half, six years ago when I was just about to graduate. Uh, and like in many of your shoes, uh, yeah, I was thinking about, you know, what next? Where to go next? And you know, when I first came to uh, the UK, um, I've always had this dream, you know, to work in the UK. I always had this dream, you know, to, uh, yeah, be here, work here, and, um, and uh, yeah, get, get experience here. Uh, because, you know, we always felt that, you know, the UK is a better place to work at, a uh, better place for training. Uh, well, everyone says that. Uh, <laughs> and so I remember applying for jobs, right? And what happened, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, how did you do it? How did you get your job? Actually, I didn't do any of it. Uh, the true story is I was applying for a lot of jobs. In fact, this company that I'm working with, I applied twice. Um, and if they, both times I went all the way through to the final stage, and then I got a no. Uh, all of my other jobs that I applied for were the same. Brought me to the final stage, and no. So much hope, uh, so close, yet so far. Uh, and, and, you know, when it came to March of 2015, yes, that was my final year, March of 2015, um, I've already ran out of options. I had no more applications, no more interviews that's outstanding. Uh, so, you know, if you still have some outstanding ones you're waiting for, you know, praise God, there's still, there's, you know, there's still a door. Uh, but for me, it was, yeah, that's it. That's everything I've given, everything I have poured into, zero results. Um, and I remembering just, you know, being ready, you know, to say, you know, Lord, I'll just go home. Uh, that's fine. Um, and I remember, yeah, in March, and I couldn't, uh, mind you, I couldn't apply for any more because uh, back then it was like you were currently play once a year. Uh, and so what happened was I met a person uh, in church, uh, and this person was uh, called to uh, Germany uh, to start a church there. And uh, yeah, she came once to Ex-Bristol to visit us, uh, and I spoke to her. Uh, and she shared her story with me. Her story was this. She felt God calling her to Germany to start something. She left everything and she went there. Uh, and uh, she was going there to be a teacher. Uh, she went for an interview knowing in her heart, her heart said, you know, God has called me here. Uh, and yet the answer from the school was no. 
we cannot offer you a job. So she went home, her story was she went home and uh, you know, she went to God and says, you know, like I said, you know, go to God with your fears, your disappointment, uh, with all that you're feeling, your honesty. She went to God and God says, uh, and, 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 and uh, God says, and she knew in the heart of her that it's not her time. Uh, and what happened was the school later on called her back and said, you know, actually, we want to give you the job. Uh, and as I heard that testimony, I was like, wow, that's crazy. That's amazing. Um, wouldn't it be amazing if that happened to me as well? And I remember, because ex-Bristol, we meet on a Saturday, so that was a Saturday afternoon. And I remember on Sunday, you know, uh, for us, you guys come to church, we, we have a service on Saturday, so Sunday is kind of like a rest, like our, our Saturday equivalent of you guys. Uh, and so, you know, throughout the day, uh, just this testimony kept rang my head. And then, on mon Monday morning came, and I remember waking up, and I thought to myself, in my bed, you know, uh, I was kind of just talking to Jesus, to, to God, and I was like, you know, Lord, wouldn't it be amazing if something like that happened to me? And I kid you not, my phone immediately burst. Uh, and I got an email, and the email was, actually, are you still interested in your job? And the thing is this, you know, there is never a dead end with God. There's never a dead end with Jesus, even though it seems like it's a dead end. Um, and you know, the other thing about walking with someone is you follow their pace, you follow their lead, but you also follow their pace. And you know, <laughs> over here, we, we, you could say, you know, you know, Jesus could have rushed over to Jairus' house. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't what Jesus had in mind. You know, I think about uh, the story of, um, you know, Lazarus being raised from the dead. Uh, uh, his sisters went to Jesus and said, you know, the, the, your, your friend uh, that you love is uh, ill, uh, very ill. And then, if you read, uh, guess what Jesus says to his disciples? Hang on, come on guys, let's just stay here for two more days. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it doesn't make sense. Uh, but yeah, when you walk with Jesus, you follow his pace uh, and you trust his timing. You know, I want to bring us to First uh, Peter chapter 5, verse 6. And we're going to read from actually verse 6 to 7. Cool. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6 to 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. You know, God has His pace. God has His proper time for you. And the beautiful thing is this, you know, He says here that He cares for you. You know, I read about anxieties, right? And I always, you know, there's, in, in Matthew chapter 6, um, verse 24 to 25 to 33, uh, Jesus, uh, in his Sermon on the Mount, he speaks about this thing called worry or anxiety. Um, and he starts with saying, therefore, do not be anxious. Or some version says, therefore, do not worry. And I always wondered, why is it so important that, Jesus addressed the issue of anxiety or worry. Um, because if we're all honest, 
There's, even Jesus says, in, you read uh, in Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 34, he says, you know, uh, each day will have its own trouble, which means every day will have its trouble. It means every day will have its things to worry about. Uh, and I always wonder, you know, God, if you know that, you know, anxiety will come, and it's not good for us, you know that, uh, and then you say, do not be anxious, and I always thought that do not be anxious is a command. Uh, I always thought that, you know, when Jesus says do not be anxious, do not worry, it's like, you know, yeah, you should, you should not even worry or anxious. And I always struggled with that because I thought, I always think to myself, I don't know how to, how to strip away that part of me. Uh, <laughs> Lord, how do I prevent those thoughts coming in? Uh, no, I was just staying at, uh, I'm staying at uh, Gareth and Karine's house. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 over this weekend as I'm here and thank you so much for opening your place for me uh, and I remember you know texting Gareth and saying you know can I stay at your place and then Gareth said can uh, and then yesterday no two days ago Gareth texted me saying uh, but by the way um, we don't have our blinds uh, in our living room yet uh, okay uh. Uh, <laughs> and I was like yeah that's fine uh, that's okay but you know that's, that's like how I feel with my anxieties with my worries you know I'm like God I have no blinds in my mind, uh, I cannot just blind away the, the anxieties or worries. So God, what do you mean by do not be anxious, right? What do you mean by do not be anxious? And, you know, even as I read 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 to 7 that we just read, it here it talks about anxiety as well. And it says here that, you know, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time He may exalt you. And then it continues there saying, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. And you know, I always thought that, you know, do not be anxious was the command. Uh, but as I read this, I realize that actually maybe anxieties is a fruit rather than the root. Uh, and maybe the command here is to humble ourselves. Um, you know, anxiety, uh, I, 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 I've seen this somewhere, I don't remember where, but you know, if you spell anxiety, the middle, the middle letter is I. Guess what else starts, has a middle, has, a, has an I in the middle? Pride. And sometimes, you know, you know why we worry? It's maybe because, or we, why we're anxious, maybe it's because we're so focused on the I. Yeah. You know, for me, you know, I shared the story of me uh, just being disappointed, being angry, uh, and, you know, I said to God, you know, God, I did everything. You know, like I shared earlier on, I gave my 150%. I gave my 200%. Lord, I held on to your word, you know, in Colossians to say, you know, in whatever I do, to give it my best, like I'm working unto you. Uh, and then, where's my reward, God? Where's my reward? Why is everyone else getting their reward but me? Uh, and I realized here that, you know, maybe God is saying here, Stop focusing on the I. Yeah. Uh, focus on the me. Humble yourself, recognizing that, you know, I am in control. Yeah. I am the leader. Yeah. I am the master. I am the king. Uh, even in Matthew, Jesus follows up. He says, do not worry. He says here, but seek first the kingdom of God. Yeah. Focus first on the king and his kingdom. Yeah. And who better to teach us <laughs> about... Humility 
than Peter. You know, even as he reads, he, he's the one who you know, says in Mark, uh, when Jesus says, um, all of you will reject me. He was the one who says, you know, if all else, if everyone rejects you, Lord, I am the only one that will not. And then Jesus says to him, uh, Peter, Peter, uh, before the crow or the, or the rooster crows twice, uh, you will deny me three times. And we all know what happened. Um, who better than Peter to teach us about humility? Uh, and even as he talks about casting all your anxiety, you know, the word cast is an interesting word to use uh, because when I think about Peter, I think about cast. I think about the two times that Peter went fishing that we know of. The two times where Jesus says, children, or he says, uh, I, oh, yeah, he says brothers, I think, or, or some, oh, yeah, children, I'm pretty sure he said children, but he basically says, you know, guys, throw your net on the other side. Cast your net on the other side. Cast your net on the other side. And the response twice, right, twice, uh, that Peter gave was, Lord, we've toiled all night. And many of us were there who are saying, Lord, we've tried everything we have. We've toiled all night. We've given all we have. But the beautiful thing is Peter said, at your word, Lord, I will cast my net on the other side. And we know the story that, you know, they've got so much fish that they had to get another boat to come and, come and grab the fish and still they were, they were struggling to get on shore. Walk with Jesus. You know, maybe for some of us, that's what we need to hear. You know, if you're in a place of disappointment, maybe what Jesus is saying, and you're saying, and maybe uh, you're saying, God, I don't know what to do. God, I don't know how to believe. Maybe the word for you is this, walk with me. It's Jesus saying, you know, keep walking with me. You know, I shared about the disappointment that I had, right? And in this last year, you know, I just, yeah, even disappointed, even anger, you know, with the God. And, you know, God just says, you know, walk with me. Um, and the only way I know how to walk with him was, you know, keep trusting him. Like just how I trust Google, uh, uh, keep trusting him and keep doing what he called me to do, which is, Lord, I'm holding on to Colossians 3. Uh, I'm holding on to, you know, giving my best. And I'm holding on to your promise that you care for me. Uh, just like Jesus says, uh, just like how God, our Father, cares for us, that, you know, when he says, you know, ask and you will receive. Uh, seek and you will find. Knock and a door shall be opened to you. God cares for you. Uh, and he cares for you so much uh, that he wants to hear uh, your disappointments, he wants to hear your honest feelings, what you're going through, and he wants to be with you uh, and walk with you. And so, in this last year, I just, you know, trusted in God and say, you know, God, I'll just give you my best. God, I will um, walk with you uh, and just believe, you know, that you are my rewarder, not, not, I guess, the promotion or the job. And uh, recently, I just got news uh, that I was promoted. Uh, praise God. Uh, but the crazy thing was, the crazy, crazy thing was, uh, honestly, I didn't do anything different from the previous time. 
But for some reason this year, lots of favor. Um, a lot of managers, a lot of partners, a lot of directors uh, actually came to me. Uh, some that I don't even know that well came to me and say, you know, uh, we want you to do this, to do that, to help you get your promotion. And yeah, I did the same. I just did the same, you know, God, I give you my 150%, my 200%. And the crazy thing is this. I was just told actually last week that I was the only one outside of London uh, that got the promotion. Everyone else was photos in London. So there's only one space in what we call the regions, which is outside London, and I got it. And not only that, uh, my performance review came out and I was right on top. Uh, and the thing is this, I've tried all I can. Uh, and I've tried all I can yet, and taught all night, taught all, all day, all night. Uh, and yet, I was still faced with a disappointment. But God is saying, you know, trust my timing. Trust who I am. Uh, and cast your nets of anxiety on the other side. And watch me uh, come through for you because I care for you. And, you know, I sense maybe that's, some, that's a word for some of us here. You know, God cares for you. Uh, he cares about your needs. But He also cares about your hopes, your desires, and your future. Uh, and you know, his promises is that to give you a future and a hope in Jeremiah. Uh, he says, you know, he has plans already for you. Maybe what we need to do is run to him and walk closely with him. Let us pray. Amen. Lord, we just want to thank you, God, for your word. Lord, we thank you, God, that you are good. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you love us. We thank you, Lord, that um, even, Lord, when we don't see a way out, God, you open a new way. Lord, we thank you, God, that you call us to come to you. And not only to come to you, you call us to walk with you. Lord, we pray, God, Lord, for every one of my brothers and sisters here, and myself included. Lord, would you help us, Lord God, to walk closely with you? Lord, especially, Lord, uh, for those of my brothers and sisters here, Lord God, who uh, are in this place, God, of disappointment, in this place of rejection, this place, Lord God, of uh, low in the valley. Uh, Lord, I pray, God, would you walk with them? Lord, would you speak to them? Lord, we pray, Lord God, for uh, just our situations, our circumstances, Lord, I want to declare and commit those in your hands and believe, God, indeed, Lord, in your timing, Indeed, Lord God, in due time, Lord, uh, you will, uh, uh, you will pour, open up heaven and pour out the reward. Uh, God, I pray you help us, help us to stay humble. Lord, help us uh, to continue to trust you, to follow your lead, and to walk with you. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, Thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.